Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys podcast where three guys are watching romantic comedies. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. And John has been lost in a flood. I don't know if you're familiar with the Bible. Yeah, if you're familiar with the flood story of um was it Noah? Noah. Noah. Uh and uh, the Lord told him that he was going to flood the earth uh to basically hit a hard reset. Yeah. John has changed his name to Noah. And his basement is the world. The world, yeah. And the ark is the podcast because we're still God has still allowed us to to take two by two, two yep. of the Bradshaw boys to continue the two pod. Of the, <laughs> two of the Bradshaw boys. Uh we could only take two uh we could only take two um two, you know, two more episodes we can with, only with take, Harry Met Sally. Yeah. And uh and God in his infinite grace and wisdom said, You are allowed to take two episodes, but only from the greatest romantic comedy of all time. And and then also just two raccoons. Yeah, yeah, it was two raccoons. Or two cockroaches. No, we didn't take the cockroaches <laughs> this time. We, uh, he got offered the cockroaches. I was like, I will lose my faith if you um, take this. I saw a tweet that said, like, it said, like, that nasty motherfucker Noah had to go around, take two cockroaches and put them on a boat. That fool nasty. <laughs> and then below it, below it said said okay i was wrong it was noah doesn't change the fucking point that's nasty (laughs) (laughs) that's funny i was like that's some pretty you know crass bible humor it's the um bible bible is i don't know if it's a crass book but it's uh it's definitely not a a sanitized book yeah it shows all the it shows all the aspects of humanity including like some verse about a bunch of like bull semen yeah which is my favorite verse yeah Totally. Uh, we'll read it. That's we'll also it that's also my favorite uh, '80s stand-up comic, Bull Seaman. Bull Seaman. Yeah. Uh, so what else is what else? What else is new? Hey, give it up, hey everybody, give it up what, for your headline of Jim Jeffries. I'm see, Bull Seaman. What uh? What else is in the vest, friends? <laughs> um. It all right. Was, it was the it was the worst of times. It was the vest of friends. <laughs> um. We are going in on our second. Our second episode of When Harry Met Sally, we finished the first one on the main feed, and now we're going to finish these next two right here. Here's here's a question I have so far. Please. We've watched, what, uh, before you ask your question, we've watched 
what, like the first half hour ish. Yeah. We, we've pretty much kicked the first act. You yes. got to kick off the second act. Why can't, mm-hmm. why is it so hard whenever something like, what is it in our brains and in culture? Because we're just watching a movie. Right. Right. So, so it's just somebody can, we're not in the moment. We're not in that time. Mm-hmm. We're not going to the movie theater being like, we've just heard this is good. I'd seen it before a long time ago. It's much beloved. And then mm-hmm. you sit down. And so there's a lot of newcomers that maybe you're not a big film person, but you watch this and you're like, man, that was good. Mm-hmm. Did you know Meg Ryan's famous? Did you know this movie? Right. What, why can't you repeat a formula? Like this formula? Like the you formula of when Harry met Sally? Yeah. Because the, the repeated formulas, even with good characters, even with good writing are never as good. And when you think about it, you're like, all a play is, or all a movie is, it's just people talking mm-hmm. and in different places. Mm-hmm. And coming in John coming in hot, coming in hot. hold, we, holding. hold, on, hold, hold. We got to get another mic hooked up. Uh, John's mic's getting hooked up right now. Kevin is currently asking the question about why can't a repeated formula be well or be good as it's repeated, but we're going to have to go back to the flood story we were talking about earlier. We were talking about the, no, call me Noah. My name, my new name's Noah, uh, because of, uh, arc. Here's my mic. Here's your mic right here. Sorry. I'm late guys. Does we that had, need, we does had, that need uh, anything, Corey? I, it actually sounds very good. We had about eight okay. inches of water in the basement this morning. Jeez. I've been working since, uh, about eight 30 and getting that cleaned up. So Dude, you've been, you've been, been uh, 12, in, in uh, flood control and uh, just got the second dehumidifier downstairs Good pumping. Lord. Here, Johnny boy, scoot over. And here I am, ready to talk when Harry met Sally. Um, man. Hey, guys. You, hey everyone. You, uh, yeah, you've definitely been working all day. I did talk to you early this morning when you said you that you that's happening. <laughs> you guys can do a little more scoot. We can. Okay. Here's this is, is this what, the Patreon? This yeah. is the Patreon. Yeah. Okay, good. Because. Uh, here's what here's what we do ready coming in hot what's up how are you doing <sighs> it's a loaded question feeling a little deflated a little frustrated with life uh, it's been a lot but you know what everyone goes through ups and downs and in six months uh, i'll be fine like in terms of like oh, we'll laugh about today yeah right that's all you got focus i was on. like are you sick what's happening six <laughs> months are you gonna be healed six months i'll be gone i know it's not true but it is crazy whenever like things are going well i'm like i ah, just get and i'm i'm a Gen- generally generally positive person yeah and i think like whenever something goes wrong you just realize how how delicate the balance of y- your life is you know last night you guys were like i'm really impressed with like what you've done with the house and i told katie that at like midnight oh no and she's like i'm really proud like that makes me feel so good we've put a lot of work into this house eight o'clock i mickey and i went out to get a coffee coming home freaking what I want, there's a hand, a hand oh, playing in the background. <laughs> what, song, so, what, what song is that? Uh, Hall Notes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Just what I got won't stop. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm good day. Like, good day. The birds are chirping. Yeah. Come home. I'm like, ah, something smells weird down. So you just go downstairs, eight inches of water, just standing there. Shit water in my basement. Yeah. So. Damn. Uh, we f- we figured it out. We carried it out bucket by bucket, and here we are recording pods, talking when Harry met Sally. Watched. I'm excited to watch the second part. This would be. This would. I guess that would go into a movie 
more about like married life, like parenthood. I think your situation happened in the movie Parenthood. Yeah. With Steve Martin. I, Not in When Harry Met Sally, but like this would be a thing where you're like, now we're together and we're the will they won't they they did mm-hmm. and now they live in a house and everything's perfect but i mean the, the basement's just, freaking like, flooded like shitty things just happen every day and you just gotta like you got when you're in the middle of it you just gotta be like this sucks but yeah it's gonna be over and tomorrow it's like it's gonna be fine do you know what was helpful i i because my motorcycle got stolen and uh that's and the, the thing we didn't want to talk about in our last thing we want to talk about uh oh no yeah we didn't yesterday. Yeah. We actually didn't but, use that recording. Though. No, I was going to yeah. say that we didn't want to talk about it. We actually scrapped that. Yeah. Recording. It's a ghost, ghost recording. I think we're going to use it later. Yeah. You'll uh, hear about it. <laughs> we'll use it for part three. Yes. That is <laughs> actually what we talked about. <laughs> but, uh, I was super upset about it. And then it was cool. Cause my, my mom sent me a text, a new motorcycle, a new motorcycle. No, she sent me a text. that was actually, not just like, oh, she sent me a super long text and she was like two things. One, she was like years ago, your father like took a bunch of money we were supposed to put in our 401k and didn't because he heard like something was going to happen. And then like six months later, he realized like that thing didn't happen. There was some crash that was supposed to happen and they lost like $40,000 that would have yeah grown. And then they were like, for now on, like, you tried to do the right thing and just got screwed from some dumb yeah, advice. Right. And then my mom said one time she downgraded her insurance and like the next day my sister totaled their car. Ugh. And it was like, it was actually nice to have those rather than like, we all go through to yeah. those two specific things. You're like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Because when, you know, you're getting all the flooding on, you're just like, I should have never bought this mm-hmm. fucking bullshit. Like, you know, but that's just life. That's yeah. just like life is incredible ups and incredible downs and you just like uh, and then i think sometimes like real paradigm shifting things happen and like i i think i had like a paradigm shifting thing happen this summer where it's like things like this don't really matter in the long run like what matters is like the health of of yourself and the loved ones and like if you Mm. can just like if you're here doing it fighting the fight like right then there's joy to, in that. The paradigm shifting thing was the announcement of season two of and just like that. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I thought it was either that or like you went to Burning Man. Yeah, I was at Burning Man. Yeah. Uh, no, Burning Man sounds like my personal hell. I yeah. just I have a very good friend who just went. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah. It, it it's funny. I didn't know what to expect, and then it would actually be very fun if there was a an episode of and just like that with them at burning man because i feel Chady like is at burning man i mean burning i feel man. like there is a thing Miranda's where i was wearing like chain mail with her tits hanging out totally yeah and uh that's where that that's where they should encounter samantha again they should totally. she's there samantha at burning man and yeah. she's just like running stuff yeah she's riding like a, a steampunk dildo bike or something like yeah, that yeah totally <laughs> every time she paddles it, it bangs her and she's just like i'm at burning man Ooh. well my friends that were there they did it for the long run and they said the thing is when you do it like the real burning man way when you're there and like you set up a camp oh so there's like levels of people who do burning yeah. man now there's well like sort of burning elitism has snuck into burning oh man. it's that's there. true yeah it's true well she said she was like they were there for a, a solid 10 plus days they had a solar shower for the RV that they have, but they have generators and they don't want to run it that much. So basically she's like 10 days, one to two showers. But then the last weekend, all the LA Coachella people show up and she's like, that's all the Instagram stuff you see when it's like, 
these like beautiful, she was like all these like beautiful girls whose boyfriends were taking like TikTok videos of them. And meanwhile, you look at everyone that's been there since the beginning and they just look like death. Just dirty. Yeah, totally. They just look like Mad Max. Yes. Yeah. She's like, yeah, they look Spraying like chrome in their face. Yeah, totally. So, witness me. So, this is my question. Yeah. And I want, an, I want answers because it's an artistic question. Okay. How come things with such a simple, because there'd been many movies before this and it still holds up. But it almost simplified everything up to that point. How how come you can't make great copies of such a great formula? So you're saying there's never been one as good as this after it? Not that there's not anything as good. Like, what is it about anything that once there's like a bar setting thing mm-hmm. that there's not like... Because I guess maybe in a way the answer is there is and there are thousands of them and they're all just watered down versions. But it almost seems like if this is the formula, there would be like five or six movies that were just as good as this that were almost the same sort of formula. But aren't there, aren't there people who are like saying, what's the movie that like Casablanca is referenced a lot in this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't there people who grew up with that? Being it's like sad. that, that's, yeah. that's set the bar, and and yeah, mentality is just a watered down version of that. And then, aren't there people who, you know, read Shakespeare or whatever, and who are like Casablanca yeah. is just a watered down version of that? So I, I guess I would say the same thing about Casablanca that it's like you watch it and it's still so good because it is way more simple than that. Have you guys seen it? Mm-hmm. No. Like, I I guess it's just you watch a movie that's so iconic and you're like, man, there's not that much going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's just good storytelling. Yeah. I, w- I will say this though about this movie. Cause you and I've seen it before. Um, and full John, like you've seen the first third so far, but mm-hmm. the other thing about this movie is like, there's not a lot going on, but one of the things that makes it so good is not just, it's a simple story. Like we've so it is, it is such New York city visual porn. So it's like, there's not that much going on. There's an incredible shot of them walking in autumn in New York mm-hmm. that would be a photograph that would hang somewhere. Yeah. And like, that's a simple conversation, but it looks amazing. Like the the movie is creating an, it's creating an oeuvre of just romanticism mm. everywhere. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's, hmm? oeuvre has been called. Oeuvre has been dropped. And uh, did I, did I use that word correctly? Yeah. Okay, good. I thought I did. I don't There's think, another, I don't think you did. Cause oeuvre is like an overall, is that what you mean? Yeah. You're creating I mean. an overall. Yeah. 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 That, that, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're I mean. creating an overall, like it's not one thing. It's the whole. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. But, um, but yeah, it's it. And I don't even know at the time if they knew they were doing that. Yeah. But I think it, it's simple, but it is actually complex because then you've got this whole thing of all the interviews with the people in there. Like there's a lot going on. It's not just a play with two people sitting on stage. Not that that is a bad thing. But the other thing I'll say is you're like, why can't you, Mm -hmm. if you have the standard, why can't you replicate it as, I don't know if it's absolutely true for this, but Anytime you're just like, that's it, we're going to hit it, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. You don't just look at something that's good and say, let's make another one of those. Because you're not going to make You're yeah, never yeah. going to make another one here at Sally. Yeah. It, you see that anytime, or at least you, you might make that. But if your thing is to shoot for, we, we need to do that, you're not going to hit that. So you yeah. need to do your own thing. Yeah. You need to make 
you could make something and be like, this is kind of our When Harry Met Sally. But if you're not starting with an original idea, then the best you're going to get is a copy of When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. I, I think that's... I think, I think what we need to do is watch part two and then come back and continue this discussion because this is a very interesting discussion but we need to check out part two that is true we we the we left them at they've basically come up to the point in their life where it's been like 10 yeah. years and yeah. they're finally going out to dinner right yeah that's where we're they at. just went out to dinner and now they're walking they now, they're wa- and now they're now they're doing post dinner walk the park yeah right 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 all right okay check it let's out. go let's go watch it when harry met sally Directed by Rob Reiner. In 1977, college graduates Harry Burns, played by Billy Crystal, and Sally Albright, played by Meg Ryan, share a contentious car ride from Chicago to New York, during which they argue about whether men and women can ever truly be strictly platonic friends. Ten years later, Harry and Sally meet again at a bookstore, And in the company of their respective best friends, Jess, played by Bruno Kirby, and Marie, played by Carrie Fisher, attempt to stay friends without sex becoming an issue between them. And now, back to the bull. And we're back. Oh my gosh, things are getting spicy. Dang. Still tight, still taut. Still will they, won't they? Still will they, won't they? I don't know. Yeah, you I don't. don't know. I I honestly don't know what's going to happen. I'm 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 on the edge of my seat. Yeah. One of the things that you said last time, John, mm-hmm. I th- I think one of the things that it tapped into and is tapping into is like I feel like at this point you are right. There's the World War, like the post, like marriage and breakups and all these things are we're in a different spot at this point and now I, I feel like at this point if it was this day and age they would just have just been like yeah we had sex years ago like there's yeah. still like a conservative not politically yeah. but like there's still a conservative yeah. element to this movie that is mm-hmm. just like very clearly defined like there's friends there's wives it's there's still girlfriends. very old fashioned yes even it is. though it's progress i imagine for being an 89 film it was incredibly progressive yeah they're talking about orgasm by the way great scene yeah great Thank scene you for right? that yeah that's this is everyone knows this but you well you don't know but it's big seven. but that's rob reiner's mom yeah oh okay it says that line yeah i didn't know that um i have what she's having also peppers on my popper gosh they you do were say right that. they do I say that right you were absolutely right in, in the in the mat is that, are they in the mat when they yeah say? yeah in the temple of dunder <laughs> is that what it is oh, that, it is that, I learned that from that book right there in paraffin huh um no way or dunbar dumber yeah dunder mifflin um, paper, paper, purpose, and paper. Can we, can we do? Can we break it down real quick? Yeah. Uh, um, paper people, <laughs> paper person. Is that from the office? I forgot. Yeah, they, they it's a little a little ditty that they sing. It's funny. Um, I, I I clearly don't remember ditties because I really yesterday you kept talking about like the last time we watched kept talking about peppers in my pepper couch or whatever, and I was like, they don't say that in this movie, John. <laughs> I really went hard on you. That's I all wrong. I knew. Okay, uh, what happened? Basically, a friendship develops yeah. between Harry and Sally. Mm-hmm. Um, he really likes her. He likes that he can be honest with her and open with her. They are chatting when they go to, you know, there's a nice split screen where they're watching movies and chatting. And uh, 
they the I'm trying to think all what happens. Like she, it's just like a lot of like they, friendship. Yeah, they they yeah, they chat more. They have I mean the one scene that was kind of iconic to me is when they're like, Can you fall asleep? I can't fall asleep. Yeah. And they watch uh is it Casablanca? Casablanca. Yeah. They watch Casablanca in a split screen. Mm-hmm. And and he's talking about how he totally misses his fiance, yeah, ex- his ex-wife. ex-wife, yeah, and she doesn't miss her boyfriend. And they're talking about like you know which side of the bed you still mm-hmm. sleep on. It feels weird when my leg drifts over and she's not there. Yeah, totally. And then she, she, also he remembers that he remembers their original Casablanca conversation, and then they're watching it, uh, and he remembers like you said that she's like I wouldn't have said that. He's like yeah. Which is interesting that he remembers that. Yeah. Yes, totally. And then they're they're like just going all over like like super iconic New York scenes. Yeah. That's in Katz's Deli where she's pretending to have an orgasm, yep. right? Yep. And then they're in Central Park. They're yep. in the Met. They're just like becoming friends. And he talks to his friend. He's like a, his his male friend, and he's like, I really love this because like we're good friends. I can tell her anything, and mm-hmm. I don't want to sleep with her. And so like it's great. Um, and also the guys, the guys were at the football game and then they're at just at the, at the batting cages. It's, hey, it's what guys do. It's what guys do. Football games, batting cages, hey, titty bars. Yeah. That's what you got to do. I hope that the, in the third time we watch this, they're just at a strip club just um, having a conversation about that. Do you guys remember that scene from um, Step Brothers where he's like talking to his, his dad, uh, the, not the Will Ferrell, but the other guy. And he's like, I'm worried if she comes here, she can't handle all the guy stuff we do. Shitting with the doors open, <laughs> going on riverboat gambling tours. It's <laughs> like we've no, we've never done any of that stuff. <laughs> That's so good. Um. Anyway, I've uh, said this. I don't think I've said it on the pod, but I've said it many times. My f- my favorite quote ever from any movie is Will Ferrell in Talladega Nights, where he's like really cocky, and he's like. There's no reason with with modern technology and my level of income that I couldn't make it to. A buck thirty five, a buck forty, like age. Wife. Yeah. And uh and then he's like, Did you hear in Russia they put a rat's heart in a man? They re- really? Did he live? Oh no, he didn't live. It's just crazy we're trying stuff like that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um and and then I think like the the big scene, the one of the big scenes that happened was they are setting their friends up on a date. Mm-hmm. He's setting his friend who I'm not sure if we Carrie know. Fisher. Carrie Fisher. He's setting his friend up with Carrie Fisher. And no, Harry, Harry is getting set up with Carrie. Harry's getting set up with Marie, which is Carrie Fisher's character. Yes. And Sally is getting set up with Batting Cage Boy. Jess. Jess. His name is it's Bruno Kirby is the actor. I'm Beaker. Batting Cage Bobby. Batting Cage Bobby or Jess. And they go out and Carrie Fisher and Jess really hit it off. And there's that scene where they're like, is it okay if I go, like, if I, if I ask him, he's like, wait, wait a week. She's sensitive. And yeah. Jess hears the same thing. And then and hey, he's like, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. All right. Mind if I come? See ya. Great start of a connection too. when she's like, I read in a magazine. He's like, I wrote that. I know. Yeah. Like pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Really great. And then, and then he's like, oh yeah, Sally, uh, right for New York magazine. And he yeah. just, they just blow by it. Mm-hmm. They don't say anything. The, uh, as a, as, and the quote is a good quote, which is, uh, I'm mixing the decades up, but it's like theater in the forties is what restaurants are now. Yeah. Yes. And, totally. uh, and it's interesting. I mean, Corey, you, you, you're pretty big foodie, but I do feel like 
uh, I had a roommate a few years ago, Tim, and he worked for the big restaurateur for uh, like Gramercy. Balthazar. Oh, Bobby uh, Flay? Not Bobby Flay. No, it's uh, a Union Square, Union Square yeah. Park, or Union Square um, Restaurant Hospitality. Restaurant I think Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Yeah, <laughs> he works for Guy Fieri. And, uh, How'd you say it? Guy Fieri. I, I stuttered over my words. That's why I said it wrong. You say great. I say Guy Fieri. Fieri? Fieri. Oh, I love the Fieri. You know, it's not his real last name. What is his last name? It's like Guy Tompkins. It's something like that. Yeah. Um, but he was the one when a restaurant closed, I was like, oh man, he's like, ah, oh, restaurants now. He's like, they're, they're like, he compared them to Broadway shows. Mm. And he said, it's like, you know, it's around for eight years. You got to go there, but they're not meant to last for like a lot of restaurants aren't meant to last forever. Um, and so, and at the time I was like, I don't I also, at that point I was like, 24 so i never had enough money to go to a restaurant right. but he was like this restaurant you know like it's gonna be like this one is this one's about aids it's like rent yeah this, this is, whole restaurant is aids themed yeah yeah uh, this one <laughs> try the azt dessert yeah this this one is just wizard of oz <laughs> it's just you have to all of the servers are wearing green paint this one is uh all the waiters walk out with their penises in your face and it's also about aids it's based on angels in america it's <laughs> But it's also about AIDS. And then there's uh there's also uh oh fuck what was it called? Heart. It's something heart. It's on HBO. Crazy Heart? No, I forget. It's also about AIDS. There's there was a lot of theater about AIDS in the eighties because uh, yeah, I wonder why. It, it, yeah. <laughs> Giant AIDS crisis. Yeah, yeah. In New York. Yeah, so. There's a monstrous AIDS crisis that impacted that community totally. particularly. Exactly. So there's, they wrote some good stuff about it. And there and should be more restaurants about it. That's what we're saying. There should be more restaurants about it. There should be, totally. So uh, his name is Guy Ferry. His name is Guy Ramsay Ferry. Ramsay? Yeah, like kind of like Gordon Ramsay. Dude. Guy Ramsay Ferry. Anyway. Um so yeah. good quote though. Good quote, quote. Because also at that time in New York, that was when like fine dining was like it was it was like theater. Yeah. 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 But I feel like now I you're feel just, like now it's just a bunch of like losers in Bushwick, you know. We're like, oh, Robin, oh. if you listen to oh, if you listen to 100 Gex, boo. I love that he's wearing a Pizza Moto shirt. I'm wearing a Pizza Moto shirt. It's like the most hipster pizza place. <laughs> Went ever. and saw my friend today who runs a restaurant pop up. Yeah, totally. Um, I love it. I feel like like it's like kind of a New York thing to trash the new New York and compare it to the old New York. Hundred percent. Totally. Like, every generation of New York does that. They're like. There's a scene in, I mean, in Sex and the City, they do that. Yeah. This is like so different. New York's becoming so whitewashed. Like, and, and we do that now too. Of like, uh, when we moved here 15, 20 years ago, this is what New York was like. So that's a, that's a very, yeah, it's a very common thing. And you're right. I mean, New York does change constantly. Yeah. Turnover. And have you ever read the Joan Didion? Uh, have you ever read Goodbye to All That? The Joan no. Didion? Yeah essay on new york that's no. great she says you know it's entirely too long to stay it's entirely possible to stay too long at the party Ooh. she talks about how like that's she just wanted deep. to i know me too and she wanted to just keep going to everything and then one day and her friend was like she was like there's gonna be so many new people at this party and he just laughed and laughed and laughed and then he got there and she said he'd slept with half of the women and like been in business with a third of the men and he like and he just like you know hung out and talked and he was like i already know all these people and then she said there was like one day where someone invited her something and she was like it clicked and she was like i'd stayed too long mm. and then she said like by the next year she was gone where'd she go uh i think they california. went to california okay yeah but then she came back 
She did come back. Um, I feel like... And she did a play about AIDS. Was it about AIDS? It's about her husband. She secretly though. had AIDS during the play. <laughs> she, yeah, she, then she got cured. She looked so. pretty gaunt at, by the end of her life. It was, uh, um, it was Magic Johnson versus Bird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wasn't, that like a real, wasn't that a real Broadway play? That was a Broadway play? Johnson versus Bird? Yeah. I thought it was like a Nintendo game. No, they did a Broadway play about it. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna look it up. How old are the? How old are they at this point? Uh, it's still ten years later, so they're thirty. They're thirty-one. No, they're like thirty-six. Okay. She said, "Wait, have we had it?" She was thirty-one when she talks about her husband and her or her boyfriend and her breaking up. Is thirty-one? Okay. And that's at the boathouse in the first scene. And so, so it's five years after that. Is it five years after that when she sees him? I thought that she sees him pretty soon after well, the we're just we're just right here she's 31 yeah i think she's still 31 right now or she's maybe like 32 i i don't think we've had another five-year break it's called magic bird it was an actual broadway show yeah that's awesome wow that sounds incredible. like a hit. it's pretty amazing um well they're they're just more successful than most people they're what like the apartment that they're setting up now is fucking huge. You know yeah. what part of it is, and I don't want to get us too far off of it. I mean, you're right. Yes, and there's a little bit where when you look at Friends, it's yeah, like, no one ever lived in that apartment. But I, I kind of feel like I don't know if this is true, but I thought this today. Like back then, did people just try to get it together way more? I mean, there is a thing where like after the housing crisis, so many more millennials like lived at home till they were later in life. But like I was seeing a thing today on the subway, and it was an ad about getting. Is an ad, it was an ad about finding roommates and then it was like, and they have all these like little like kitschy slogans and one of them was something like finally finding the right apartment and adulting. And I was like, there's kind of this thing of it's like, I'm adulting. I got yeah, a yeah. rug. And it's like, back then it was like, you stop adulting adult. I freaking hate that word, but it's like, yeah, you stop adulting at like 21 yeah, because you get your life together. Now, you know, I mean like, I think it's it partially, takes, it takes a lot longer. I think maybe. Yeah. I think it's partially think that someone who, doesn't have their life together. I think it's also partially just it's a movie, so yeah, they're gonna have big apartments. You know what I mean? Like we're totally. we're gonna because so I think it's I think it's a combination of of both, but it's like that apartment that like what does she do again? She she's, I, a, writer she's a writer. She's yeah. Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. I mean, also it's the same thing with Carrie and Big going to going to lunch at Eleven Madison. Is that is that her apartment or his apartment that they're getting the rug out for? I think his. That's just no, massive. No, I think that they're working. I think they put rugs down. I think that's them at work. Really? I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I think it's one of their apartments. Oh, okay. It's just I like, think at first I was like, so luxurious. Yeah. It is. It is very, and I think that's, loft. I think that's just like, we're making a Hollywood movie. You know? Yeah. It's, it's more interesting to, it's definitely more interesting to watch people, unless the movie's about the struggle. It's, mm. yeah, it's like more interesting to watch like young, successful people. Even like, uh, even if they're not successful, they st- like it's still more interesting to watch them have a badass apartment. That's friends, totally true. Totally. Talking about your mother, like, yeah, no one can afford those apartments. Yeah, totally. This, this, yeah, we're we're all saying the same thing. I'm just saying this one is not even like, it's like a step beyond that. It's not just like, look, we're five people and this apartment's yeah. way nicer. This is like pretty crazy. A an insane. This is like what apartment. This is shifting topic, and I don't really know if there's conversation to glean from this, but I find it, I need to say it. Not a lot happened in the last 30 minutes of the movie. Like in other second acts that we've seen, 
like the characters are starting to unravel, right? Mm -hmm. They meet and like the drama starts to set in, um, whether it's like Princess Bride, Clueless, like you got mail, like there's like a big dramatic thing that happens yeah. in the second act that gets resolved in the third. And it feels like this hasn't had any of that. And for a surprisingly small amount of stuff to have had occurred, I found myself really enjoying the movie, I think we, the ride, and the experience. Yes. Well, it's th like, I know we talked a little bit about this at the header, but like they really bottled something that was really magical that like mm. I've never experienced before well, in a romantic comedy. I think that's what, I think the dream, because I think it's what Corey said, I think the dream is like, if you could just, almost with anything that is not like fantasy, fantasy or like action, right? But mm -hmm. I think a dream for like a lot of filmmakers or storytellers would be like, what if I could mm -hmm. just show what real life is like? But mm -hmm. then it's like, that's fucking boring. Right. And so this, I think what they captured, because one, actually a huge thing happened, which I'll say what it is. The biggest thing happened um, on the edge of your seat, but they do it by just showing like how fucking life works. It's like life isn't fucking, it's just talking on the phone with your friends and then you're yeah. just like, ah, fuck, I'm sad. Oh, I'm happy. And, but through that in 30 minutes, they went from at the beginning fighting and not remembering each other. And at the new year's party, they're like, Dancing face to face. And they're like, we like each other, but neither have admitted it yet. There's a moment where sh they're dancing and then I don't know if it, I don't know if it's on his face or her face, but it's a moment where you, that you notice that. I think it's on his. He popped a boner. Yeah. 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 They show him. He looks like the, uh, he looks like the emperor from little mermaid <laughs> or the, not the, the priest from little mermaid. <laughs> okay. Get that close. Um, yeah, but you're right. That's a huge thing where they, and they, they can't admit it. Yeah. And so I think like, why, why I want to unpack that. Why? I mean, I know that, um, they've been having the conversation. It's a movie and it's more interesting, but like, why do you think psychologically neither of them can or will admit their feelings to one another? Cause the longer that's like the central question of oh, there's the 30 movie. minutes left in the movie. Yeah. What no, we, but like, what are we going to do? I'm talking yeah. about them as people. I think because the longer, the longer that you are, the longer you know someone, the higher the stakes are to shift your relationship, your, the nature of your relationship. That it's just like, like, okay, whatever. This this online date didn't work out. Or even back then, like, I got set up with a friend. Oh, this guy from work, like, I have to be in a few offices. But the more ties you have to a person, like, the longer you're dating someone, the harder your breakup is going to be. And the yeah. longer you're friends with someone, the more it's just like, if I transition this, mm -hmm. I'm... I'm risking fucking my life up in a way that is going to cause like, then this person's going to be at the same parties. Yeah. Right. Then everyone's going to be asking me about Sally. And I already said, mm -hmm. I don't date friends. And then I did. And look what happened. So it's like, yeah, I think it's just life disruption. But then if you don't take those chances, which I think they're, they'll set this up. I honestly don't remember how it ends, but I, I do believe it's romantically, but yeah, but if you don't take those risks, then you risk just never like kind of the best partners. Like you're like there, I'm, I'm never going to be with the people I'm most suited to be with. Yeah. That's like a modern problem that I think people have 
but it's like, okay, I'm going to cut off the majority of the people that I have the most compatibility with because I'm not attracted to them because I've known them for 20 years or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's high risk. I think it's, I think it's high. Yeah, I agree. I think it's high risk. You're, you're looking at possibly losing a friend mm-hmm. like who he yeah. finally is like, not only would he be wrong because he's, you know, like, Oh, I said men and women couldn't be friends, but they've become actual friends. And so yeah. he's afraid that, you know, they would, he's maybe afraid they would lose. But he's also them. right because he, I imagine he still wants to sleep with her. I'm sure he does. That's, that's what his nice shaven face and poofed hair said at the New Year's party. And if, if, if you an, read if, between the lines, yeah, and another the in his pants. Yeah. He's like, why wouldn't I? It's Meg Ryan. Do you guys remember this? Read between the lines. What was not is this one? I think it's that. Read he between the lines. Someone off. Yeah. What if he just does that with his with his boner in his pants? Read between the lines. What do you mean, my boner? My bo- what? I'm I'm physically aroused right now. Um, have you guys ever had a long friendship get ruined because you or a friend made it romantic? Yeah, I, I I fucked Olivia last year after she'd been married to my best friend Rich for sixteen. There you go. No, I it was funny because me and Olivia, uh, who's guest of the pod, she was on the uh, the my birth. Mother, my mother. No, it was the yeah, other one where she gave birth. Yeah, yeah. Um, great episode, and she episode that Katie went into labor while watching. That's crazy. crazy. Which I don't think we've ever talked on the pod. We need to tell the we story. We did. So, yeah, we did. We we did that because we had Katie on, right? Mm. We talked about it finally one time. Yeah. Um, but Olivia and I became friends before her and Rich even met. And me and her used to like sleep in the same bed. And nothing ever happened. Like she was always just a friend. But also that was almost like before, like, because Olivia's pretty. I'm not attracted to her because she's my friend Olivia of a long time. Right. But I'm like, she's pretty. So... I'm watching this. I'm like, that's really funny. Olivia and I never fought. We just like were automatically friends and it was never, you were like brother, sister. Yeah. And it was never even close to a thing. And we used to like sleep in the same bed and it was like not weird. But I think about that now and I'm like, that is weird. That would never happen now. Even if it was like a potential for friendship, I'm be like, we'll be friends. And like, we're going to fool around. Why are you in my bed? So you never, there was never a thing there. No. Okay. And and uh, how many serious conversations do you think Rich had with Olivia? And she's like, just tell me, you can tell me, you can be honest, be honest. But was there ever anything? There? Anything. I mean, it's, it's honestly just weird to think about. Cause it's just another part of life. I don't know. Like I, I could, I could imagine <laughs> this is weird to say, but I guess I could imagine if we were still single after all these years, maybe it would be like turn into that. But yeah. She, her and Rich were just, met and they've been together for 16 years but um yeah that was just the first that's the close she's like my closest friend who's a girl certainly and and to to pay you back rich because he was jealous that you slept in the same bed as his wife yeah he made you film his penis for three years for three years on 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 an on a broadway stage on an off-broadway stage there you go uh so yeah you will look at my junk on a 10-foot screen you sleep with my wife before I ever knew you. It was literally just literally sleeping. Just sleeping. Um, but yeah, I think that would be the only thing I can compare it to. Well, I don't know, maybe something will happen. <laughs> yeah. Story's not over yet. Let's call. Let's call her. Hey, Olivia. If, if Rich, if if Rich dies, no, should we? 
Even if Rich is a lie. Yeah. You think you're just gonna <laughs> bail, you think you're gonna bail on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. Yeah, just let you know. I'm I'm single. Um, I asked a good friend out one time, and she turned me down. Um, and then some of it was like, well, maybe it, there was like timing issues with like what was going on in her life. Like she was about to leave. So there was a thing where it was like, that could have been weird. And then it was basically like, Hey, maybe at another time in yeah. our lives, I would have said sure. But like things are at a change and also like we're friends. And then that wasn't weird. We're yeah. still, still really good friends. But there was, there was one, fr- it wasn't a long, long, long time friend, but it was someone who became a friend and we got to be like pretty tight. And, and then it wasn't romantic and we chose to stay friends and then we took a shot at it mm. and then it didn't work out. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, we're still like, still, uh, Cor- not cordial, like still, still like friendly and with like mm-hmm. name names. No, I'm kidding. I'm just- uh, it was Katie, but, uh, but, um, but yeah, it changes it for sure. Yeah. You know, it, it's got to, I think yeah. when you're adults and especially when you move on to other people and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's yeah. definitely got to change it. So yeah, I think that I've experienced that not to this level, not right. like this person was my best friend, yeah. like you and Olivia. And then we went for it. Not like that, but you know, it's still a friendship. Have you seen, um, have you seen some of those tweets that are just like a regular sentence, but they have like 70,000 retweets? Yeah. Um, there's, there's like lots of, they're all tweeted by Donald Trump. Yeah. No, they were just like, it'll be someone with a thousand. What a shame. (laughs) Shame. A fat pig. But this, this one was, this one was, uh, how it was, uh, have you ever, have you ever like been so in love with the person that you kept them as a friend just so you could keep them in your life? And it had tons of retweets. And that was somebody that was like, you're in love with the person mm-hmm. and you know, it'll never happen. And so you just keep them as friends. And so I guess it was like an unrequited yeah. love thing, but this that's different than this. But I was like, Oh, that's interesting that it's that resonant. Do, do you know what? Whoever tweeted that doesn't believe in what life after love after love. Yeah. They do not believe. They do not believe like Cher does. Yeah. I watched, um, a movie. I can feel something is happening. Really nothing is wrong enough. No, I didn't know where you're going. Cause I didn't recognize the song the way you were singing. It. Yeah. I was crooning it. You little. were cr- I watched a movie. Have you guys seen Cha Cha Real Smooth? No. Big Sundance movie last year. Um, I don't know. I don't want to ruin the ending, but it has a. But there is a. There is a. There. Beep. The spoiler alert. Yeah. I'll do my best to not fully give it away, you but have, I'll talk about. You have fifteen the seconds, movie. Um, and then they can just press the button once. Yeah. Or you or or twice if it's thirty seconds. Yeah. Um. Everyone dies. <laughs> Uh, no, but there, there is a talk of like, what if something is so right and you know, like it, it happens all the time in like sitcoms and movies and stuff, you know, where it's like, this is so right. We've got to do it. And someone's like, do you, is that just Mm -hmm. passion? Like maybe this, it's basically a lot of the movie talks about soulmates and is there just one? And also is like, are there different soulmates for different times? But do you have to end up with that person? Yeah. And, and it's like, and what if you have one and they leave and then who do you end up with? And like, do you always go with the person that you're like, I love this person so much, you know, in that tweet, it's like, 
well, don't keep him as a friend, take him as like your lover. And yeah. it's like, or are there other reasons you take someone as a lover, yeah. but you do keep that person? You love someone, you got to let him go. I mean, that's true with a lot of things. This is true. Yeah. Um, the uh, also, I guess what it's leading to, because I'm, and I think you're right. I think it's just hard. I It's basically the, the double edged sword of modern life that it's like, hey, if, if you want to break down certain roles in society, like you get a lot more choice and it also makes things a lot more complicated, you know, because, um, because there's a lot more options people have now, you know, like they, a lot of these characters wouldn't even be divorced or mm -hmm. they wouldn't even be, I mean, and that's also just living in a city where everyone's there for different reasons. You, you've left home. It's hard to find sometimes, sometimes the right track of a person that you're going to track with for a long time. So that's why it's like they keep on running back into each other because all these different chapters of their life bring them away and then back around to one another. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like a kind of a modern, it's a modern conundrum. It's not like a hundred years ago, people were just on farms, but you had more closer units of like church and school and towns. People travel more, go to different places more. And there's the internet. And there's the internet. That's with anyone. Yeah. And you can also find people that way, you know? Yeah. Like totally. you, not even dating partners, but like new things that it's like, oh my gosh, we have communities that, yeah, you know, like You're, all of the people that have met as listeners of this podcast that are now married. They're like, I listen to Bradshaw Boys. So do I. Yeah. You're, they're all the taters. Yeah. All the pop charts. I mean, but you're a big Reddit person and yeah. like I had never really gotten into it when, since you told me at Reddit, I've never had a lasting, like I met this person cause of Reddit, but there are Reddit communities oh, yeah. part of their like, like credit card ones where I've been like, I can't figure this out. And someone's like, yeah, you're doing it wrong. Do this. And I'm like, thank you so much, man. Yeah. And like, there is a way to just pursue that closeness with people that mm. it, it it's less that you just run into someone on the street in New York like that, that does happen, mm -hmm. but you can get that closeness in so many other ways. And I think yeah. it's changed relationships since this movie was made, which is why I think that you do end up having probably movies now that do have stuff to do with, you know, people like online stuff, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, do you want to hear something? I would love to. In addition, the film helped popularize many ideas about love that have become household concepts now, such as the high maintenance girlfriend. And that's uh, one of the things he, he says talks about. Like, you're the worst version of high maintenance because you don't know you are. Because you, yeah, you think you're low maintenance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then also, this is interesting. I think we should talk more about it. Ready? The transitional person, which it's like having. That's crazy if this popularize it, but it's like is this person going to be a real person in my life? Or is this like mm. not a rebound, but it's like, you know, okay. Like this will be, you know, one year with this person transition into this next yeah. thing. Wow. I thought you were going to talk about something completely different when you first said that. <laughs> yeah. There's going to go on another Che Diaz rant. There's a lot of, there's a lot of transitional people now. Um, um, the, yeah. I, uh, I, I know Che is not uh, transitioning. I know that Che is uh, non-binary. Non-binary. Just to throw that out there. NB. Um, I, um, I want to talk about um, Harry negging Sally. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
he he like that's that's been popularized nowadays with like um the big hat the big felt hats and and the the books about you know, like about pickup artists pickup artist yeah. shit oh okay he, he like comes at her pretty hard he like I don't know if I like him as a person. I agree. As I've watched it, and I think some of this is the way we even talked about how movies were cast and stuff like that. Obviously, like he's a big someone's got to cut Sally down to size. It's true. What has she done? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. I was just joking. Um, he's that. I've thought you're gonna order a salad like that. Fucking get ready. We're taking you down, Sally. I wish they would address his microphone head. It's it, it can't hair. stop looking at his microphone hair. It's insane. It's just like it's. I want to cut a thing together of that dinner scene where, you know, they're talking about uh, where the, the setup yeah. and there's a perfect shot of him where it's just like the poof like thing. And then I want to like cut back to them. And the next time you cut back to him, it's just a microphone with the poof on it. Do you like think it's, dinner. do you think he wanted to look like that? Cause he got into stand up. That's how he got <laughs> in everything. And he was like, I, want, I had so much d- love for the craft. I wanted to look. There, I want an homage to the mic. Is there, a, <laughs> is there a tumbler for like eight, like nineties poof hair? I mean, I mean, should be. It's not nineties. It's eighties poof hair for sure. Eighties puff hair. Like you see a lot of women with the, with puff hair. I want to like yeah, men puff hair. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. It's a weird haircut to describe. It's so hard. I I do agree that while you're looking that up, I agree with what you're saying. He is kind of smarmy in this movie. He's smarmy yeah. and he, he does a lot of cutting her down to size. And there's definitely, and I think it might kind of play to their relationship, especially when you see the interviews with the older people, but it does kind of play to this. He, I don't know if he's less mature, but he, there's, there's an almost an insecurity and kind of him running around like being a boy and then her kind of having to rein him in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I, I don't think it's a thing where it's like, he's just a boy and she's a real woman. Like he is definitely an adult male, but there, there is something where I agree with you. He's, he's like definitely negs. He negs. Is that, I just, I haven't seen a ton of stuff that Billy Crystal's in. And no. That's like kind of his personality. No, like, I think he kind of negging his in. wife and princess bride. That's true. Yeah. Have fun storming the castle. I think I'm trying to think what else he was in at this point, but I think he usually is. I wonder if that, cause they spend so much time crafting these characters. If you need like maybe now, maybe a modern character like that wouldn't hold up as much. Cause it would be like, guys don't need to do this or whatever, but I'm Ansel Elgort. I, mean, I don't do that. He definitely, I respect him. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I wonder if it's like that, the journey that he is on is a journey towards like all of this is coming from insecurity. Yes. And coming f- like at first it's like, Oh, you're cool. And then you he's like, I, my wife left cheated on me and this like things he's losing his security and she's gaining her and she's losing her control control. Mm. And so it's like, I totally agree with you, but people wouldn't stop the, people wouldn't be talking in between these different things. And by the end you'd be like, when we watch this last half hour, we'll be like, Oh, he finally matured. Yeah. You know, but there wouldn't be a popcorn break to talk for an hour and be like, is it me or is this guy an asshole? You'd yeah, feel totally. that. And then the resolution would happen in the end and you'd be like, I love him. But it, then you rewatch it. And you're like, Oh yeah, he was an asshole that whole time. You know, I also wonder if some of it, I know Nora Ephron wrote it, but I know they developed the, at least the ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I wonder if some of that comes from Rob Reiner, like 
Jewish comedy upper mm-hmm. like kids because you know his dad was Mel Brooks's writing partner for a while. Carl oh, Reiner, yeah, and so much of that comedy is like, well, it's like that whole the, like the shortest joke ever written. It's like take my wife, please. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah, like that. Yeah. Like a lot of the a lot of the old people interviews kind of have that thing where it's yeah, like vaudevillian. I was doing this, he was doing this. Yeah, it's like so. There's a little of that back and forth that seems like it's kind of written like, well, they pick at each other, but they love each other. Cause that's what you do. To the yeah. People you love. That's, uh, that's a great point. It does, it does very much feel like. Yeah. That. And I mean, that's he, Rob Reiner, you know, is raised with that. Yeah. So. It's also, it's just insane how watch especially the second act, all their different talking stuff. It's just insane how much this movie is Annie Hall in Manhattan. Yeah, it is. It, the, the split screen thing yeah. is yeah. insane. And then literally just like walking around talking in central and, but it's cool. Cause it has a confidence that it's like, I, because I think they made him, they must've made him purp- purposely cool because, because he couldn't be neurotic or else you're just like, that's what he, that's what he yeah. so I feel like they purposely had to be like, sports and like and not batting cages yeah stuff that is not going to just be like like i'm reading a book yeah you know um because billy crystal's jewish right yeah and then meg ryan is dressing i mean she's dressing like diane keaton in any hall she is very much that's very much a billy Um, i have a question keaton you you have to cast this movie today yeah. I'm not talking about a remake. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about the exact same movie, but you have to cast it with two different modern actors. Who do you put in there? Uh I would say uh Olivia Rodrigo in six nine. <laughs> so I would put in there. Because she's like, you know, he's lit and hot and he's she's lit. lit. Yo, man. And the movie no, will be like, fire. That's like kind of my point. You guys made for me jokingly. It's like like that whole the wholesome, like lovable i mean i i kind of feel like it's like gosling and emma stone and crazy stupid love but they don't have the say it's not as iconic that way and that goes back to your thing earlier it's like how do you remake this well you we don't i mean was billy crystal a big star already at this point yeah 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 he's He'd been on snl like okay. for for a season he'd already done like big movies and stuff he was a big yeah big 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 stand up so it'd be the similar to using like pete davidson no, but it's but it's not. I also think stars were kind of different then. Well, but they're it's not Pete Davidson, but like it would have to be. Is it like Sudeikis, but bigger than that? Yeah, because it it would have to be a someone who's a little doofier and a little like like the people that you find out like girls girls like love him and guys are like what and they're like he's so cute and so smart, right? Bijalame. See, I was it's, thinking like it would be Timothy Chalamet, but it's but not, he's not, not he's not heartthrob. He's uh, talk to any talk to any female. I mean, Crystal agree. Billy Crystal's not a heartthrob. Oh yeah, what yeah, I'm totally, saying? totally. That's why totally. I'm saying if you're trying so to, we match, came at you really hard. You did, and I was like, listen, I'm like, he's the only heartthrob. No, I you know, yeah, yeah, I know he's a heartthrob. He also looks and dresses like his sister. Yeah, he's a heart. Timothy Chalamet is a heartthrob. He's a GD heartthrob. I'll say this. There, I am the biggest Call Me By Your Name fan. Huh. The, you do it every night. Us. Yeah. 
I do. You peach. You peach yourself every single night. All the way. By the way, I watched. I watched ten minutes of House of Hammer, and I was like, "This shit is so fucked up." House of Hammer, well worth watching. Don't, really, it's is. way MC more. Twist. Hammer. It's just about Army Hammer's family. It's crazy. Oh, dude. Um, dude, but but is MC Hammer? In MC it? Hammer's in it. Just being like, as someone with too last legit. Name, that shit too legit too was quick. Crazy. But yeah, you're right. He's not a heartthrob, and he is from. Yeah, yeah, he's just from like a different. I don't know if that type exists anymore. Yeah, it's it's definitely like I'm trying to look at, I'm trying to look at movies wise. What it's was coming back up then. to this because of the hair. Yeah, yeah, the the poof is coming back. If, we, listen, if you can, yeah, if, no, but how does a type like that have an Instagram? Like that's like, you know, but in, that's in order one to be like a celebrity, you have to have like an Instagram and. Billy Crystal in the 80s would not have an interesting Instagram. Well, not just that, but it's like owning uh, it's a it's a he has different values or different reasons of why he'd be a star that's like he's not that good looking, it's not this, not this, but it's like damn, not like quick wit. Yeah. Um yeah, so I don't know. If anyone can think of what we're trying to think of, uh send who would who would that be? Because I think we could find, we could land on a Meg Ryan replacement more easily than Ooh, we could a Billy okay. Crystal replacement. Yeah. I mean, like he had done before this, he had done, he's in Spinal Tap briefly, but he'd been on some, he'd been on a lot of TV shows. He was on the TV show Soap. And then he, um, and then he was in The Princess Bride. And then he was the lead in Throw Mama from the Train with Danny DeVito. Um, and then he did, it was in a movie called Abby. And then he did this. So, you know, he's already like, I remember the trailer for Throw Mama from the pr- Train, like mm-hmm. as, you know, in the 80s. And so, I mean, he was a superstar, he was a superstar at yeah. this point. But you're right. It, it was, but it wasn't like, like a heartthrob. Yeah. It does feel like a different era. Absolutely. It yeah. Was. This also wasn't supposed to be a $100 million movie. It was yeah. like, it's true. It was this, like, the budget's like $17 million. So I wow. think they were, they were not, they were not trying to make yeah. a, the biggest, like they weren't trying to make it. They were trying to make like, Oh, like let's, let's make a solid. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why the movie is smaller, but it, it does feel epic that it's still a Hollywood movie, but yeah. they certainly weren't setting out to make yeah. a generate once in a generation movie. Okay. Do you want to, before we wrap up with some philosophical questions, do you want to do a little trivia? Trivia uh, yes, the show. Okay. You were talking about magic bird earlier. Yeah. We were talking about all the things. Did you know that there was a stage production of When Harry Met Sally Ooh. in 2004? The film was adapted for the stage in a production starring. Who do you think? Um, it's going to be a tough one to get. Okay. Uh, can you give us any hints at all? They were both TV stars uh, in the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, one of them is Mark still Paul doing... Gossier. No, but you're not far. You're not far off. Dustin Diamond. No, <laughs> that'd be great if it was Screech. Who was it? Uh, Luke Perry. Uh, okay. And then the the woman, uh, Sally, uh, sitcom star, um, still still doing stuff. Boner yeah. from Growing Pains. Yep, that's it. No, you uh, you actually mentioned the sitcom uh, earlier in this podcast. Uh, in a, in not, friends, not, Corny Cox. No, you're you're on the same track of when you mentioned it. Uh, what else did I say? Na- think of other, think of other 
Think of other TV I'm shows where people. Yep. I don't know any of the actors from. Uh, 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 you got it. Hannigan. Yep. Allison Hannigan. Allison Hannigan. Red hair. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So let's. Her, her and Luke Perry. Um, how else? did it? Was it a success? Uh, it, it doesn't say. It just says that it existed. Okay. Also, uh, do you, do you have Can some? You compare it to a uh, restaurant from the 2000s? Her role or just the movie? Well, the, if if Broadway shows are like restaurants, what was what was the oh what was there? it like? Yeah, um, man, that's tough because uh, I'm trying to think of a chain. Remember Houston's, the chain Houston's. No. I think it was like Houston's, <gasps> not Houston's. 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 There used to be one in New York, close to Houston, but it's called Houston. Really confusing. Yeah, man, I I wonder how it it would work as a play if it was if it was it's not going to be better, but going to a play like how do you do that without it being like playing the hits. Yeah, I know. You know, cause it's like, they're going to like bring the sandwiches onto the stage and they're eating the sandwiches. It's like, okay, we're going to do it. the scene. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I think it is kind of just a play the hits thing. Yeah. Do you think they all turn to the audience and everyone collectively in the audience goes, I'll have what she's having. I almost said, that's what she said. <laughs> um, all right, hold on. Uh, one more the, trivia question. We got to wrap it up. All right, cool. Uh, the role of Harry was offered to, um, a lot of people. Uh, I know one. Who? Mike Tyson. I know one. I'm 100% positive that I know one of them, and he is a puff. He's a pu- power puff boy. Who is it? Albert Brooks. That is correct. Because it's... An, it's it's he's He is this character. It's it's like Albert Brooks... It's Woody Allen, Albert Brooks, Billy Chris. Like, they're all that same, yes. like, New York Jewish... Yep. Um, but dude, Albert Brooks would be great for this. He turned it down because he said this was too reminiscent of Woody Allen's work. Wow. See, that's and then the other ones it was it was uh, offered to was uh Richard Dreyfus, okay. Michael, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton totally would have be, been great. Crush this. And then of course Tom Hanks. 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 And Hanks, Hanks was offered the role. And they all turned it down. They all turned it down. Wow. And Hanks Jeez. and Nora Ephron, John, I don't know if you remember this, but Nora Ephron did You've Got Mail. Okay. So it's like that was her chance at doing when I'm Harry met Sally too. We, we'll have more trivia. I got a couple of other ones. We'll, we'll do more next episode. Dude, one, more. one more. One more. One like more. Ben Weber. Huh? Like I'll flash this real quick. Dude, yeah. Ben he Weber, if ben he had Weber shorter hair, would have been. a puff. We got to get him to do a puff. <laughs> Skip, I, bet, I bet Ben Weber would do a puff for us. Microphone head. Yeah. Can we do um, one more question? Yeah, one more question. One more and then we're out. Okay. The, um, the, the movie, I'm trying to think how to make this into questions. Just a bit of trivia. Um, what, what was the, what was the original title? It was not, the original title was not when Harry met Sally. Peppers oh. on my paprikash. Okay. Um, uh, seasons of, of love, uh, love and love in New York. No, the, the original title, well, nor ever wanted the title to be how they met. Okay. And then they went through a lot of different titles and finally Albert, so not Albert Brooks, uh, Rob Reiner, he did a contest while they were shooting and he said, whoever comes up with. The answer wins a case of champagne. Wow. And then I guess someone came up with it and they want to give a case of champagne. Wow. Wow. Also, other bit of trivia is that Billy Crystal stayed in a room by himself, separate from the crew while they were shooting, so he could get into the lonely mindset of Harry. <laughs> what a fucking baby. <laughs> All right, let's watch, watch Act 3. Let's watch Act 3. All right. Uh, come back for next episode. Thanks, everyone. Later, Thanks, patrons. Taters. Thanks, patrons. Later, taters. 
the Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at bradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.